Welcome to Friends in Furlough. I'm Lev. And I'm Mel, and we have both been furloughed. Friends in Furlough is a weekly podcast discussing our lives in lockdown whilst catching up with friends to see what they're up to. As you know, our aim in starting this podcast is to keep our friends connected while we're all stuck at home. And we really do want to hear from you guys. We want to know what you're up to and we want to know what you think of the show. Get in touch with us on social media. Our Instagram handle is friends underscore in underscore furlough or Twitter friends furlough. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, drop us a message and we can have a chat. So enjoy this week's episode and keep the positivity flowing. Hello everyone and welcome to episode six of Friends in Furlough. So we took a little week off last week. We thought we'd give ourselves a break, you guys a break, and we're back and we're refreshed and we're excited for this week's episode. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> so to start off, got a few shout outs as always. So last week's episode was on sustainability and I'd like to give a shout out to my good friend Erica who has started her own little earring business and her earrings are all sustainable. So give her a follow on Insta at Erica's underscore earrings and her Depop where you can buy a pair of the earrings at Erica Thompson and we will link these in. But they're really, really nice earrings, all sustainable. So check these out. Oh, cool. I have to check those out. Mm. So we'd also like to say thanks to Amy who reminded us that it is Mental Health Awareness Week next week. So this year, the theme is kindness. And we'd like to help the Mental Health Foundation drive conversations on mental health and kindness, which we think now is incredibly important more than ever to be looking after our mental health. So on our social media this week, we will be asking you to carry out or reflect on an act of kindness. So you can take a video or a photo and use the hashtags hashtag kindness matters hashtag mental health awareness week and uh, we'll be doing some content ourselves but we'd also like to see what you guys are doing to be kind so look out for that so hello mel how are you doing i'm good how are you lev i'm good i'm excited the sun is shining oh it's, it's not good. shining here very much oh quite cloudy down in Kent oh it's pretty warm here need to move up north (laughs) (laughs) um so Mel what have you enjoyed doing looking at reading this week (laughs) um I have seen one of the most stupid articles I think I've read in my life um from the Daily Mirror the headline is Women warned not to put ice lollies in their vagina to cool off over bank holiday. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's honestly, I, I mean, journalists must really be scraping the barrel at the moment. And I do feel for them because there's probably not that much going on at the moment outside of coronavirus. But I'm like, really? Did this really need to be an article? And I can't believe they've stretched it out into like a full, a full thing. So I'll just read you some of the highlights. Why would um, you do that? <laughs> I mean, it's a good question. I wonder if, you know, have they written this for a reason? Like, is this what women are doing? And am I, do I not know about it? Like, 
So they've got Dr. Sarah Welsh, who is the co-founder of a condom brand, and she's warning women not to put ice lollies anywhere near their genitals. The vagina is composed of very delicate and sensitive skin, hence things that may seem innocent to other areas of the body, if they come in contact with the vagina, can cause infections, irritations and damage. No shit. That's so <laughs> weird. Why would you do that? Yeah, I mean... The mind boggles, really. And what I also enjoyed, because I actually saw this on Twitter and, you know, Sue Perkins. Yeah. She replied to the article, now you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> She's Joe's. That's so weird. Wow. Yeah. So I think that's probably the weirdest article I've seen, um, which we will, of course, link you to if you'd like to read it yourself and know all about <laughs> why you should not do that. Nice one. <laughs> so, yeah, what have you been up to then this week, Lev? Yeah, so this week I have enjoyed the Kim Kardashian West, The Justice Project. So this started last week. But for those of you who know me, know that I am obsessed with the Kardashians. And Kim Kardashian is the reason why I got my job. Um, don't ask, but... I think you should explain. <laughs> oh, no. So It's cool. I like it. <laughs> so, so on my grad scheme, I was asked at my assessment centre to talk about who I admire so you were allowed to pick a person or a company so I was sat there and I was just like who do I admire and then I was just like do you know what I fucking love the Kardashians <laughs> Kim is sick they have I, I do a marketing job as well so the, mo- the way they market themselves the way they market a brand their family values just the where they've come from to where they are like there's controversy around it but you cannot deny how successful these women and have been and the whole world knows who they are they are like they are like literally the most famous family in the world so um as part of that presentation um kim kardashian's naked butt was on the screen so bearing such a rogue thing to do so bearing in mind um in the a cmo of our company was taking my interview <laughs> so i i'm constantly reminded of this at work but you know what i stood by my stood by what i believe in and here i am you took a risk <laughs> and it paid off exactly you got the job so exactly so you know <laughs> anyone else ever thinks twice about putting Kim Kardashian's butt up in a presentation meeting at work don't think twice about it do it (laughs) (laughs) but um so yeah so I love her I am I watch it religiously the Kardashians um so and I think what she's doing is incredible so she's going to take the the bar in 2022 so that's what she's training for at the minute. But she actually, this all kind of started from a tweet that she saw about um, the lady. Unfortunately, I do not have her name, but she was the first woman that she'd got clemency for it, out of prison. And that's when she went to the White House to see Donald Trump. So I think it's incredible that she's using her platform to change people's lives. And she's she's using her platform to pinpoint to this this hiccup in the well not even a hiccup it's a problem within the american justice system and the actual show is really interesting and everyone should watch it so yeah 
it's on Scatlantic um, and Amazon Prime. So yeah, give it a mm. watch. That sounds quite interesting, actually. Yeah, it is. It is really interesting. The people's stories as well, the things that people have gone through and then they are where they are. It's just, I can't believe it at all. And even the financial consequences on the American government and then they're not even doing anything about it. I just don't get it at all. Yeah, I mean, it'll be quite a U-turn for, for Kim Kardashian from yeah. keeping up with the Kardashians. That, there's that video going around of her. Um, I mean, I'm not a Kardashians fan necessarily, but I've seen that video where she's scrapping. Who's she scrapping with? Which one oh, of them? Oh, Courtney. <laughs> oh, God, that video. So quite a U-turn from behaving like yeah, that. Yeah, that to, um, true. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds that, like it will paint her in a, in a good light. So yeah, and to, I think it's so nice because they talk so much about their dad and obviously their dad, the dad was the OG. Simpson lawyer mm. um, and the fact that she's you know she's doing something with her platform she does something with her life she knows that this isn't going to last forever and she wants to do something substantial so I love her yeah. pro Kardashians <laughs> <laughs> fair enough so Mel I know we've had quite a few chats about music over the last couple of weeks yeah we what have. have you got for us well yeah I mean I've really been reconnecting with music over these past few weeks I feel like I'd kind of neglected it a bit like when I finished uni like because obviously at uni I was you know DJ Melweb playing in clubs and house parties and stuff and it's quite difficult to do that like when you go back home and the scene in Maidstone isn't exactly as good as Newcastle <laughs> um so it's just kind of taken a bit of like a, a back seat over the past since I've come home so I'm really grateful that I've got all this time on my hands now and I've like picked up my USB again and what's also really cool is my younger brother James is also a budding DJ himself now um he's in his first year of uni so obviously you know bought bought himself a mix track pro banging it out at house parties and all that um following his sister's footsteps (laughs) yeah exactly so now that we're both at home we've been mixing together which has actually been really fun I think we kind of challenge each other yeah and um yeah that's been really fun so we've been doing like little sunset sessions as well on a Friday at like 5 6 p.m we'll like have a few beers like when the weather's nice we'll like go outside and have a mix but that's really nice so yeah um I've also recorded a mix, which I've not recorded a mix in ages, so I'm quite happy with this one. It's called Minimal Melodic Vibes. It's minimal, it's melodic, and it's vibey. <laughs> it's incredible. That. Um, but yeah, it's like more of a chilled out kind of electronic music. Um, so, you know, give that a listen if you're interested. I will appreciate all the support. Um, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to make the point that I'm very grateful, actually, that I've been, that I have all this time to just sit and listen to music and download music and mix again and, and do all this kind of stuff. And it may, it reminded me of a tweet that I saw last month, and it was a thread on Corona silver linings. So these are small consolations that have arisen due to the COVID situation. So they can be big or small things. They can be rather trivial or really meaningful. Um, 
so that's definitely one of my uh, corona silver linings is the music side of things a big passion of mine that i was able to reconnect with and i'm sure many other people would have had hobbies or passions that they haven't really been doing recently and now they've got this time to do so i just thought yeah it's quite a positive thing to think about some of the things that you're grateful for during this time yeah um another one of my corona silver linings is i am finally out of my overdraft for the first time in about five years um because obviously i'm not spending money on going out which when 90 percent of my money would go so that's another good thing saving money i'm sure that um many furloughed friends are able to save a lot of money yeah so um yeah lev what would your corona silver lining be yeah so i was having to think about this and to be honest it's actually being at home in my family because obviously i was at uni three years i moved straight to newcastle after that so i never really assumed i'd be back at home living with like aaron and my mum and dad um so yeah i'd say that is probably my silver lining blessing in disguise maybe yeah. <laughs> better way of putting it but yeah I never seem to live back at home again so it's been nice to have that kind of final living at home yeah feel. yeah definitely yeah. so this week's positive story keeping with our love theme I'm obsessed um so the real life Romeo and Juliet. So I actually saw this story on this morning because this is my life now. I watch daytime TV, and the the real life Romeo and Juliet met in Verona. So they met during lockdown across the balconies from one another, and Verona is where Romeo and Juliet was set, and they started talking because the girl's sister knew who the guy was so they started chatting and then once lockdown was lifted they met up in the park nearby and now they're in love oh that is really cute (laughs) it's so cute it's so cool so yeah and i think they i think their their relationship's really positive they came back on this morning and did a little interview so we'll put a link on to that but yeah look at this the silver linings coming out of lockdown and yeah i'm loving the positivity already (laughs) so on this week's episode we're going to be talking to chloe randall (laughs) (laughs) hey chloe how are you doing I'm really good, actually. How are you? We're good. We're good. We were just talking about the sun in. Well, I'm in Leeds. Mel's in, obviously in Kent. It's a bit shit. I'm in. Where Maine. are you? No, I'm not. I'm in Sunderland. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was in Maidstone. No, I'm in Sunderland. Um, Is it sunny? It's a little bit sunny, but it's very, very cloudy. Oh, uh, classic Newcastle. So, Cold yeah, everywhere. It, it is. It is cold. It is cold. So we brought you on this episode because you are an air hostess. Is that the right phrase? Well, I'm a cabin crew. I suppose like air hostess, yeah, but I suppose because it's, you know, boys and girls. Cabin crew. (laughs) Cabin crew. British Airways. Yeah. So, but first, how do you and Mel know each other? Um, Through Invicta Grammar School. Wow, big up. (laughs) Which is actually, it's been 10 years this year since I met. Yeah, 
Really? Hours. Yeah, 10 years. Wow. Yeah, I, I do you remember oh. when you first turned up at Invicta. Yeah, because I was like the private school girl. Because <laughs> I went to private school in year seven and eight and then I moved and went to Invicta Grammar School. I actually had a girl crush on Chloe as well, if you remember. Yeah. I remember yeah. you telling me as well. We were, yeah. drunk. were you weirded out or were you like, oh no? No, I loved it. I kept, I kept telling everyone. I was like, everyone! <laughs> the new girl fancies me. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, what have you been up to? What have you been enjoying during lockdown? Um, quite a lot, actually. I can't stand like just sitting around doing nothing so I have been keeping yeah. myself busy I have um just watched finished watching the second series of Afterlife which I thought was mm. so good have you both watched it yeah yeah so yeah I've watched both series and I recommended it to my parents as well and they absolutely loved it they thought really? it was really good yeah yeah my dad really is really into it as well yeah it, I haven't I haven't finished watching it, but I'm watching it with my dad. So it's pretty jokes. It is really good. Yeah. It's like, it's quite a, I don't know, it's, it's, it is kind of motivating in a way, but it's just, it's also very like informative of like mental yeah. health. And because at the beginning, at the end of the first series, I didn't, well, I didn't actually think there was going to be a second series. I didn't think that was going to be a thing. But when that obviously it came out, I thought it was going to be, you know, him, sorry, as a bit of a spoiler. I thought it was going to be him, like, happy, you know, with this woman. I yeah. don't know what I can say without... Oh, I know it. who he gets with now. Sorry. Yeah, but you, <laughs> no, but, but, but they might you kind not... of guess it at that point. Yeah. But, you know, it's actually about him still, like, him still going through his struggles and, like, it's not, you know, just a happy ending and that's it. And I think that's a bit more realistic in terms of, like, what depression and, like, past traumas are because you don't just get over it one day you do you do you know so you have good days and bad days so yeah that is yeah. so true I, I really like this series that. because obviously Ricky Gervais is you know playing a man in his 50s or something which I think that age group are probably one of the least likely in especially in males to kind of be open about mental health and talk about yeah depression and um issues like that so I just thought it was so refreshing and I love I love the dark comedy aspect of it as well because it's so <laughs> yeah. funny like he just doesn't give a fuck yeah. and um so it kind of gets gets the viewers on his side like we like and we can relate to him because he's so honest and he's real yeah and yeah I just thought yeah it's just a great series isn't it yeah really funny he's- but it's also it'll make you cry um oh yeah 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 do do you know what I I never used to like Ricky Gervais I won't lie I just didn't really like some of his opinions but I Mm. love him I like I listened to a podcast with him on Russell Brand's podcast under the skin oh yes I watched that amazing and yeah it's really good and and he talks about he says nowadays, you know, he can't, he only wants to be involved in projects that he is passionate about and he thinks is kind yeah. of bringing like goodness into the world, which I think is really admirable actually. Yeah. Because um, he's yes. clearly made, made this to, to kind of break down that stigma. Yeah. Which is so important. Yeah. I actually wanted to bring up 
something in the most recent episode of Afterlife that I just watched, which was, you know, when she makes bread out of vaginal yeast. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Oh my, god. <laughs> oh my god you, i forgot that happened you actually make bread out of your vagina <laughs> like what um, i don't know lev maybe that could be your uh, experiment this week <laughs> <laughs> i'll try it guys i'll let you know new project <laughs> have you got to the bit um have you you know the guy that plays the flutes with his nose for his oh nose? yeah so um there's a bit of beef about that because especially when you watch the new series you'll be able to tell but people are because you know there's um, a bit of beef between Ricky Gervais and James Gordon yeah not really sure what it's about but people are saying that that character is based on James Gordon right so my dad when we watched it was like that's James Gordon and I was like no it's not and the, oh, Honestly. maybe that's why. Yeah. So in in the <laughs> no second way. series, especially when you watch it, you'll be like, oh my god! Like the way he acts is is so relatable to Smithy. Oh yeah, because he was especially in that in that kind of scene. Yeah. Oh, I, I like went so back funny. and I was like, nah, it's definitely not, and it wasn't. No way. That's so interesting. No. Yeah. <laughs> So, Chloe, one of the reasons that we have invited you on the podcast is to talk about your job as cabin crew for BA. Yeah. um, When did you start working for BA? And what kind of motivated you to pursue that path? Well, so it will be two years in August since I started my training. And actually, I have to give the credit to Miss Lizzie Chisholm because... At the time, Lizzie was of like when I applied, Lizzie was doing a placement, um, her placement year with BA, and she was just talking about crew. And I think I wasn't really enjoying my job at the time, but I wasn't really looking for anything else either. And Lizzie showed me a few Instagrams of crew, and I just thought that is the life I want. (laughs) I want to get paid to go on holiday. I mean, it's not just that, obviously, It's, it's a lot of hard work, but. I absolutely love it. So what's like a typical day on like a long haul flight or like a long haul journey? So you go to uh, the crew report centre and you have your briefing and you meet the crew pretty much for the first time. Oh, oh, so you haven't met them before? No, you have a different crew every time. There's obviously on occasion you fly with the same person twice, which is nice. Um. But most of the time, the first time round, you didn't really speak to them anyway. So you just kind of go, oh, I, I recognise you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, then you have your pre-flight briefing, which is where, like, you have, like, um, security questions. And if you don't answer them correctly, you can actually be offloaded and you get taken off the trip. No way. Um, but that doesn't really happen that often, which is quite nice. I know um, other airlines are a lot stricter not just with security, but with um, appearance as well. Like I've heard oh, stories about... Really? Um, yes, particularly in the Middle East, like Etihad and um, Emirates, they do a full body check of like your appearance, like your hair, your nails, like chip nails. Kind of really? Chip nails. Yeah. Mm, that's mad. Very strict. Yeah. And then during the flight, you've got to do, serve, you do drinks round, do 
the meal round. Anything from the have trolley. Have a bit of a break. Yeah. <laughs> Anything yeah, do you from get, the Do you get a break? Yeah. Do you get a break or are you always working? Yeah, well, um, it depends. On short haul, you don't really tend to get a break. Yeah. Um, but long haul, depending on how long a flight is, basically, mm. you, get, um, you have, on some flights, you have to have like a minimum of, for example, on a Cape Town, because it's 11 hour flight, you do, you have to have a minimum of three hours rest. Oh, and really? You, you, we have bunks, so you go yeah. and sleep. But I hardly ever sleep. I just yeah. lay there awake <laughs> for about three hours. And everyone's like, oh, did you sleep well? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so what happens when you get there? Do you stay there at the place? Yeah, so um, we stay, We obviously all like accommodation and travel is like expended by the um, by BA. And yeah, you just, you stay in the hotel. You have your own hotel room. No way. They're all really nice hotels as well, to be fair. I'll give that to them. All four and five stars. No way. Yeah. How long do you stay there for? Uh, it completely depends where you go, the time zone. Um, usually it's like, because I go to America quite a lot and they're not very long trips. It's like a three-day trip, but you actually only end up getting like one full day and night there. Yeah. So it's not really that much time to, you know, explore. But especially, the thing is, like, once you go to the same place a few times, you can't really be bothered to go out and do anything anyway. Unless you have a, a really good crew that want to go out drinking. Yeah. Then you kind of just, you know, on the shorter trips, you do just, like, chill in your room or you go out and have... Like, when I go to America, I always do a bit of shopping, you know. Yeah. <laughs> bit of bath and body works. <laughs> Stock up yeah. on hand sanitizers because yeah. you never know. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite place that you've been? So, my my favorite, probably the, my favorite place was actually a holiday. To be fair, but, <laughs> but we do fly there, and it's Rio. Rio mm. is literally it's such an amazing place. Like, I recommend it to anyone. If you think if you're stuck on what holiday to go on, go to Rio just for a week. Me and Aiden went, and like a year ago now, it was really, really good. We what did you like about travel. it? Um, everyone was very friendly. Like people said before we went, people were like, "Oh, you have to be careful when you go there. Um, it's quite dangerous." And to be honest, I didn't feel threatened or in danger at any point. Um, this like it's like a city within a rainforest, and it's just really beautiful. Um, you know, nice weather, mm. amazing sights. Like we obviously did um, Christ the Redeemer. We did Sugarloaf Mountain. So do you get to choose what places you go to? And also how does it work with your staff discount for like holidays and stuff? So we have a crew bidding system, which does work for some people, not for others. For example, I bid for Bahamas every month and I have not got it (laughs) but um you can bid for days off you can bid for what trips you want or like just a more general one like what what region you want for example so like if i wanted to go to asia but i didn't mind where then i would do that or like if i wanted to do america or if i wanted to um if i preferred like longer trips over shorter trips i could like um style it so that i do that instead um you can also avoid places so you'd avoid mm. it. I always avoid bid um one day trips which means like just doing a there and back to like a European country because 
it's it's just not worth the money to do yeah. it basically so like the allowances you get obviously this is on top of your um basic salary but it's it's about 20 to 30 pounds depending, depending on how long the duty is and it cost me like 15 to 20 pounds just to get into work anyway so it's just mm. not really because obviously i live quite far away from Heathrow so it's just mm. not really worth it but um but yeah the the bidding system is good it's like being improved quite a lot and you can also do a buddy bid oh so you get to choose who yeah who you want to travel with yeah but again like it doesn't always always work and you don't get everything that you ask for so you do kind of have to like prioritize you know what you're wanting for that month but it still is um it is quite good in terms of like you know you get some control over it yeah they're giving you a bit of choice which which is quite cool and so if you want to go on holiday somewhere oh yeah you get a good you get a good um discount don't you yeah so i actually have um so for family and friends i have hotline which is 20 percent off which is really good for short haul flights. It's not really that great for long haul, to be honest. Um, especially because BA is actually, obviously, an expensive airline anyway. They're not a low cost airline, so you like most of the time when people ask for um, ask me to like look up a flight for them, they can find it like cheaper elsewhere, like with EasyJet or Ryanair. Mm. And then we, obviously, I have my staff travel, mm. which is 90% off that is unreal yeah it is it is pretty good to be fair it cost me and aid both of both me and Aiden um 500 pound to get to Rio and back bear in mind on the way there we were in um economy plus and on the way back we were in business class no way so you get upgrades as well so you pay for like a normal um staff travel ticket and then you can like put in a note to mm. the um, manager so you give it into like the the desk at the crew report center it's called we call them begging letters um and you <laughs> just <upgrade> say <laughs> please upgrade me <laughs> you just kind of say like you can put them in for like friends and family who are on the flight who like aren't on south travel as well which i do sometimes mm. um but yeah so and then obviously the manager will get that and then as you board like it's, it's kind of like customary to like give like bring like chocolates for the crew and then they, um, yeah, depend on, obviously it completely depends on like how full the flight is, but we have been quite lucky um, mm-hmm. to get, we actually got first class on the way back from Hong Kong. No way. Yeah, a few months ago. That was, that was pretty sick. No I won't way. lie. <laughs> I felt like I'd made it at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is your current situation with Corona? Because obviously you're not flying at the moment. Do you have any yeah. updates on that from BA? Um, again, this is quite a tricky one because realistically, I don't think anyone knows, but what I do know is that I'm currently furloughed until the end of June. Um, obviously with the new, with the government saying that they're going to furlough until end of October, there hasn't really been an update on that since. Um, but I don't know if you've seen, you know, in the news that. BA are planning on making um, 12,000 staff across the whole company redundant. Um, there's about 42,000 staff um, overall. So that's a lot. Quite, quite a lot to be um, let go. But 
honestly, I'm not, I don't want to get myself worried about it because at the end of the day, you don't, you don't know what's going to happen and you don't know how um, quickly the demand for international travel is going to rise. Mm. So it does obviously depend on that. And yeah, there is a, there's a lot of um, speculation about whether, um, whether BA actually are going to be making these redundancies or not, because um, so, you know, BA are actually owned by um, IAG. Yeah. Um, yeah. which is actually a Spanish company. Um, and Willie, I don't know if you've heard of Willie Walsh. He's the chief executive, I believe, of yeah. IAG. And a lot of, um, a lot of BA staff, um, mostly crew, have um, written letters to their MP about um, this whole redundancies thing. And a lot of um, the government are quite worried about um, whether what BA are doing is actually lawful mm. in terms of because actually they have a lot of well IAG especially um, Willie Walsh was saying on um, like a Zoom call with the MPs that the International Airlines Group actually has a cash liquidity of about six point four billion euros. Wow. And then around three to four billion in assets. So, I mean, there are very, BA is the most profitable company within IAG, mm. and there's not been any other airlines within IAG that have um, spoken about redundancies or warned their staff about redundancies. So they're kind of saying, "Well, why are you? You know, why is it fair that your most profitable?" airline is going to be taking like the biggest hit yeah if that makes sense so so yeah it's a difficult one I don't I I think you know even like despite the furlough being um, extended until the end of October I think Willie Walsh still has plans to go ahead with redundancies on a more lighter note (laughs) (laughs) um I was thinking I mean Chloe we've had this discussion before but you know if worse comes to worse people have to suffer some pay cuts or redundancies um Mm -hmm. i've heard about another source of income (laughs) that um cabin crew can profit from i was wondering if you could explain that for the viewers today (laughs) yeah so um i mean i don't think it's just cabin crew i think there probably is a target i think cabin crew is quite a fetish Mm. quite a lot of men and women um, <laughs> <laughs> um but one big thing is i've noticed is a lot of crew you know have um have had the opportunity to sell um well one their tights <laughs> used worn tights um shoes the smellier the better i've heard and actually um pictures of their feet to um (laughs) people with foot fetishes so and how how much money can one expect to get from from a foot picture say well i've actually been offered (laughs) (laughs) quite a lot of money i actually got a message i never did it just gonna put that out there now i didn't, (laughs) didn't do it um but i had a page on instagram messaged me um telling me that he would give me 500 pounds if i sent him 20 photos of my feet 
That's insane. Yeah. Wow. That's hilarious. Mental. <laughs> and I actually didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it was very tempting. But I think um I was with I was with crew at the time and they were like, no, don't do it. Unless he's gonna give it. I I did reply and I said, okay, but you have to transfer me the money first. But he yeah. wouldn't do it. So I was like, okay, well, you're gonna try and scam me then. Yeah. I ain't giving up the goods for nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 oh, but um, God, I hope Aiden doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm he does know. Um, I actually got a message as well. This one's really creepy. To be fair, I won't lie. I got a message um, asking about if I was selling my tights, and I, <laughs> I kind of entertained it for a bit, and I thought, yeah, I could do that. You know, <laughs> um, I don't see a problem, and. I, I did say, I was like, yeah, maybe, like, how much, you know, would you be willing to pay? And he, I got, I, I wish I hadn't deleted it now, because I did block him after this, because I was a bit freaked out. But he wanted me to, he gave me, like, a price list, so depending on what I would do. And he, basically, the highest price was wearing the tights solidly for a month, Oh my and, god! And not washing. <laughs> and how it's, much was that? Do you remember? Oh god, it was it was like two thousand pounds. <gasps> yeah, for one oh, pair of tights that god. I'd worn for a month. But yeah, he was like, just wash like your upper body and not your lower body. And I was like, you want me to walk around <laughs> for a month in it like these honking tights? I was like, no way. <laughs> have That's a bit of insane. self-respect <laughs> but um yeah I did actually I have sold my shoes because I put them on eBay because I needed just because I needed a new pair and I thought well may as well you know get a bit of money for the old pair you know I'm trying to be a bit more thrifty with all my clothes anyway I've been selling a lot on Depop um and someone messaged me asking what color the gash bags were on board Gash bags are like the rubbish bags. We call them gash. We call rubbish on board gash. <laughs> That's really weird. I know. Yeah. <laughs> gash. Gash. And he messaged me like, what colour are your gash bags on board? And I thought, you really have like, some problems, and yeah, Like, I've, I've never heard anything like it. I didn't that is lie, so strange. That is weird. But yeah. yeah. I never would have thought that cabin crew would be targets for, for foot fetish people. Uh, <laughs> I didn't either. I thought it was quite bizarre, but you know. The smellier the but, better as well. Oh, oh yeah. Some some girls, like I know, have like regular customers who will just buy from them, you know, whenever they get a pair of like a hole in their pair of tights, which does happen quite a lot because mm. you have to wear like really thin tights. Yeah. Um, they just sell them to the same person. No, and and I quote: "If they're honking, they get a bit extra." I believe. <laughs> Didn't someone once ask for like the smell to be a specific smell as well? Oh yeah, they um, I think they asked they asked for like just me to basically like scale how smelly they were. So like <laughs> you know, would you say these are a seven out of ten? 
10 out like, of 10. Are they more cheesy or more vinegary? Was yeah. It? Oh, yeah, no, that was it. Super. Cheesy. <laughs> so cheesy. <laughs> vinegary. Wow. There are some strange people out there. I mean, I'm not going to judge, okay? Like, whatever you're into, fair play. But really? Yeah, I mean, I don't think foot fetishes are that weird. weird yeah. Until you really, you know, until look into... Smelly. Yeah, until until you start enjoying the smell of people's feet, I think, you know, it's, a bit, it's beyond reproach. <laughs> Mental. Oh. Right. But Shall yeah. we move on to our final questions? Yeah. Go for it. Okay, Chloe. So I asked you to think about a couple of questions in advance. So the first one I'm going to ask you is, who in the world who is currently alive would you most like to quarantine with? You're probably going to cringe at my answer. Are you going to say Aiden? Oh. oh, well, I mean... <laughs> You yes, are quarantined with Aiden. Yeah, you I know. Anyone in the world? I had, I, had a, I had a long think about this. And obviously it would, like, I was thinking about other people's answers from the previous podcast. And I thought all of them were actually, like, good ideas. Like, I really like the fact that it would be nice to be in quarantine with a comedian, with a chef. But, I mean, realistically, if I had to replace Aiden with someone, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be that bothered about doing that. Aww. Do you know what I mean? Mm, I like so sweet to be fair. Yeah, I mean, like, me and, I thought you know, me and Aiden would be absolutely like hating each other by now. But I feel like I've gotten a bit more needy, to be honest. I'm not, a, I'm not the needy type. <gasps> but like, every time he goes out and I'm left here, I'm a bit like, oh. <laughs> I suppose it's quite nice for you guys actually, because Aiden was in Iraq for a long time last year wasn't he six months yeah yeah so obviously you spent all that time apart so i can imagine it is quite nice yeah it's nice to like make up for it and obviously after this we are planning to move in together so it's it's a it's a good test Mm. in fact like living together will be easier compared to this because obviously we'll be getting on with our daily lives yeah I'll i'll be going away for a couple of days at a time aiden will be at work you know monday to friday mm. and you know there's always going to be times where we get the house to ourselves whereas you know and yeah. obviously we won't be living with his parents <laughs> they are absolutely lovely like so chilled mm. and an absolute dream to live with but it'll be different when you know yeah. you have your own yeah. space and also Aww. i don't have any of my i don't really have any stuff up here i didn't expect this to go on for long enough so i've got about three outfits that i've just been recycling <laughs> that is literally me in leeds really like, i it's thought it would annoying. be like three weeks something i brought like no. also because it was march when i came it might bring like summer clothes or like yeah it's, it's, really i have hot. bought a few things <laughs> i have been spending yes <laughs> but not as much as i thought i would so you know pat on the back for me <laughs> oh power but, couple yeah. i love it oh thanks <laughs> love you guys i'll take that i'll take that Okay, next, we'd like you to tell us a joke. Right. Can I tell you the background of the joke? Well, it's not really a background to it. I, it's, it's, from a, it's from a penguin rapper that once me and my dad read and found it absolutely hilarious. Um, <laughs> I already felt I like it's going to be bad. I was quite young, though, so maybe, maybe it's, you know, it doesn't have the same effect. But, okay, here it goes. How do you make a tissue get up and dance? You blow on it. 
No. You put, put a little boogie in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, isn't it? Yeah, do you know what? I actually quite liked it. <laughs> it's better than I was expecting. When you yeah, said on oh, a penguin wrapper, I thought, oh God, here we go. Yeah, see, on a, but like, no, I like that. You would think it would be a bit rubbish, but nah. <laughs> we, uh, we did laugh for quite a while. No, oh, I like that, Chloe. It's yeah, very you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to tell Aiden's vile joke, but, you know, he'll come on next week and tell you that one. So. Yeah, we'll leave that for him. <laughs> that for him. <laughs> so now we're doing the quick fire round. So first thing that comes to your heads. Would you prefer to speak every language in the world or talk to animals? Oh, my God. Sorry, it has to be quick. Uh, every language in the world. <laughs> when did you last leave the house and why? Uh, pff, couple, uh, two days ago because I went to Asda. <laughs> Sunrise or sunset? Oh, sunset. I'm not an early bird. <laughs> Rice or naan bread? Naan bread. <laughs> no one's gonna pick rice <laughs> my mum said that she's actually team rice oh it depends what rice though egg fried Ooh, mexican yeah. style mm. pilau's a bit dead isn't it yeah but i mean obviously on its own not great but no with a curry or with Better. some naan bread <laughs> not ask for permission or beg for forgiveness Beg for forgiveness. Oh, I see. My theory is that boys pick that one, but I like it. No, I... Yeah, I think you are definitely a beg for forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you kind of... It's gonna, if, if, something's gonna, if I think that something's going to stop me from doing what I want to do, you know... Then if, that, if, <laughs> if that person that I'm begging for forgiveness for, you know loves me and wants the best for me then they'll they'll you know they'll understand and they'll forgive me so, oh. <laughs> so spots or stripes stripes i don't know why though that's really weird yeah too I fair how i feel about that <laughs> toilet paper scrunched or folded folded good choice <laughs> what is the first thing you're gonna do when we are out of quarantine is this part of the quick fire round? Do I have to answer quickly? No. no. Oh, okay, good. Because to be honest, I haven't got a clue what I... Realistically, I'm probably going to be going to work or moving house. But what I really want to do is just go and have a drink at the Brunchley. Yeah. With all my mates. <laughs> oh, Definitely. And, yeah. Just have a day sesh. Have a good time. That's about yeah, it, I love really. that. Oh. Well, thank you, Chloe. No problem. It's really interesting. Nice. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> I enjoyed that. It was nice to actually join in this time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Rather oh. than just listen and oh. have no one reply to me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Remember to get in touch with us on the socials. Keep the positivity flowing. And keep washing those hands.